Hello and welcome. This is AOTV and I'm your host, Michael Cups. I'm really excited to have Elliot Tiernan back in the studio today. He's traveled over from the UK, but he's here in, in person in Dallas. So we'll try to get him out to a rodeo or something like that to show him the, the local thing. Elliot, do you mind introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Elliot. I've been with ActiveOps for uh, just coming up 10 years now. Uh, my current role with the company is a, a product director, uh, but I know our product pretty deeply from um, obviously my time there and also being a client of, uh, of ActiveOps. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's an important point. You you actually were running operations at one point. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a lot of us at, at ActiveOps. So we're, we're deep-rooted SME, SME uh, knowledge uh, within operations as well as obviously knowing our products inside out. Yeah. So you and I were in Nashville this week and yep. we, we saw a lot of workforce planners and workforce planning typically was the call center, but now it's bled into middle office and, and back office. And so I'm just curious if you had any observations about. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the main observation, I think, of, of that conference was how many people in that audience put their hands up and said they were thinking about the back office. Yeah. Uh, so um, obviously we're, we're back office uh, specialists. Uh, we know our clients, um, you know, need specific tools and products to manage the back office. And it was really interesting seeing that that group of, um, you know, planners who predominantly work in the front office space, how they're moving into the back office and starting to think about the particular challenges of, of, of back office. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so today what we want to talk about particularly is a new feature within our control IQ platform. Um, which is service indicators. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is and then we'll kind of get into yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one, one of the key things about the back office is managing um, what we call work in progress or you might call it uh, carryover or inventory or, or backlog. And that's a very specific thing for um, back office when you think about planning. Uh, so we, we always, um, we cater for that in our products. We, we can plan for levels of, of work in progress. Uh, but if you um, know how much work in progress you've got and you know the history of how much work has arrived in, in the prior period, you can, believe it or not, uh, predict in your plan what your likely service levels are going to be. So what we, we're doing with service indicators is creating a, a plan, not just to meet the, um, you know, the work that's coming in and matched off the capacity, but to predict for you what the service level will be and therefore you've then got the the confidence that you're creating a plan that meets your service level and, and importantly as well i think we we'll probably maybe get into a bit of is it's not just meet it you don't want to over service as well yeah because that can be costly and, and, and wasteful in terms of resource so 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 let's just talk about that a little bit the back office is so front office it's queue based right yeah it's the next person that calls in needs yeah. to get to the right agent yeah back offices you you said the word inventory and mm -hmm. that's and that's what that is. And, and are companies looking at managing inventory? I mean, not every piece of work is the most urgent right away. And how do, how do they do yeah, that? Yeah, it, it, and it's interesting to call it inventory because if you come from um, you know, a manufacturing background, inventory is something that's got value, right? Yeah. And the valuable thing about inventory in this sense is that it can help you achieve a better level of productivity because it doesn't all need to be done on the day that it arrives. Yeah. That means you can use that to spread out work across a, a period of time, make sure you keep people busy when uh, there's less work coming through, but also not um, have to throw lots of overtime at, at, at a particular day to, to clear that, that work out. So managing um, what we call work in progress or, or inventory is really a key part of, of back office yeah. uh, planning and management and knowing how much you need to do on a particular day and just importantly, what you don't need to do, yeah. Uh, so you don't overdo it and over service. And, and that's becoming, I mean, 
you know, there's the, the labor market's challenging in, in the U.S. at least, particularly in insurance, we, we see a lot of retirements happening, which means that there's labor pressures yep. to go hire new people. Yep. And so matching matching employees that have the skills with the work that they need to do on the right time for the customers is a challenge, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think last time we, we spoke, we were talking about um, returning to office and how it's more difficult now than ever before to, to get the right type of people and the, and the skills in, in, in the office. So using your service levels to just do the work when you need to do it yeah. is quite important in that respect because you, you haven't got countless resources yeah. uh, sitting around. We never had them anyway, but um, you, you've probably got less to play with in, in terms of resource now. So it's really important yeah. to do what you need to do yeah, yeah and, and not miss service. Yeah, absolutely. Don't miss your service levels. But if, say, uh, you had a, a three-day SLA or, or, or a five-day SLA, what you don't want to do is clear all that work on, on day one because you're going to have to hold the resource requirement a lot higher than, than it actually needs to be to, to do that work. Yeah, yeah. So so tell us uh, specifically what are service indicators? They're, they're widgets on a screen or what are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so what, what we do is we create plans as we've always created plans. Um, but the difference will be when our clients now go to the plan, uh, when they open it up, it will profile for them what the starting inventory looks like in terms of age. Right. Okay? And it says, uh, we'll make a prediction of how much work you're going to have, say, on, on Monday next week, and how much of that will be one day old, two days old, three days old. Uh, because we know that information and we know what the service level is for that particular task, we can then predict what your service level achievement will be as you complete work throughout the week. Right. Uh, the other thing we, we, we do is, is, and the indicator part of it is to say, well, are you in service or out of service on a particular day of the yep. work you completed? But also, what's your inventory levels look like? Are you um, carrying too much or not, uh, or, or, or you've taken it down too low? Yep. And so we give indications of both, um, are you in service, but also are you over-servicing or, or, or not? Right. So that all comes to life in, in the plan. Uh, so you can probably tell I'm, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah, so, so without that visibility, people just come in and just work what's in the next queue, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, our clients are, are, are pretty switched on people. Um, so what we're doing with, with, with planning, they will probably be trying to work out, yeah? Yeah. So how much work do I need to do um, on Monday, on Tuesday? Uh, what is a good level of inventory to manage to? Uh, they will probably be getting their calculators out and, and trying to work yeah. that stuff through. Yeah. We're going to do that uh, with Control IQ. So when they create the plan, they're going to have the option of saying, uh, calculate for me that, that nice, safe level of, of inventory that I can manage yeah. to and uh, keep me there throughout the week and tell me what the service level performance will be. Or uh, we could say, uh, create a plan that's going to uh, clear any work that, that's out of the service level, yeah. uh, plus the percentage I need to clear of, of the work that's on the service um, target um, in there. So it does all that stuff for, for you. Yeah. So effectively, we get to that, that place where you create the plan, and the plan is there to say, if you do this, then you're going to be okay yeah. for service. Or if there are particular days um, within that that week that you're going out, this is how you can manage to get back to where you need to be. Yeah. And so who's the primary... Uh, observer of the service level? Is it frontline managers, backline? Uh, 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 well, it, it, it's, it's a combination of a rollout. So certainly if I was creating a plan uh, in an operation, um, as, a, as a team leader or, or, or a manager or a department manager, I'd want to know 
with some confidence do these plans hit my service levels or not uh, i might also want to know and, and let's face it reality might be occasionally that that plan is not going to meet your service level yeah but we can tell you where you're going to be and we can start drawing a few a curve that says well you're here at that point in time and this is where you're going to progress to by um, you know a week or two weeks later, and this is the path you take to, to get back to where you want to go, and that's really really important information. Um, you know, for everyone in, in the company, as a senior manager, I'd want to know that, yeah. 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 Uh, but if I was a, a team member in the team, um, having the knowledge that actually what I'm doing is contributing to a certain level of service performance, or if we were in a, a backlog situation. This is how long um, as a team it's going to take us to get out of that. So all my yeah. good work yeah. and effort that's going in is yeah. really going to pay off and I know what it what it feels like. That, um, as with everything we do at ActiveOps, can help to sort of lift that that morale yeah. around what can be quite a challenging environment for, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's interesting what you said there. And, and when I first thought of service indicators, I was thinking of in the day service yeah. indicators. But yeah. what you talked about is actually over a period of time. time. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. 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 Um, so, and that's quite common in the back office as well, that, uh, you could have, um, service levels that spread over, you know, five days, 10 days, 20 days. Um, and you can imagine how difficult that can get when you've got, um, multiple tasks with different periods of time that they could all be done in. So how do you create right. the plan that sort of meets all that stuff? Right. Um, so we can cater for that in, in control IQ. So you can set a specific service level to, you know, specific tasks, and they can be different durations uh, within there. And we, we also recognize that um, you know, when, when you assign a service level for a task, it's quite common to put a percentage achievement on that. So you might say, yeah. I need to do 95% within five days. And we do that as well. And that, that helps us do all these calculations of, um, you know, are you within service or, or not within service? And, um, you know, what does your sort of tolerances look like on, on the inventory levels that you can carry? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, and I'm going mm. to take you somewhere that you may or may not want to go. But, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, the, what's interesting is there, there's a huge buzz around process mining, process discovery, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And they want to identify what the process looks like. But what you just said is I did, once you understand the core tasks, mm -hmm. there, there's power in that from a forecasting and service indicator, et cetera. And I, I, yep. it, it, I think people overlook that because they want to leap to the fun stuff, which yep. is the process map. But, well, this is the fun stuff as well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but and I know what you mean, and, and um, the more and more we think about, um, yeah, everything we do at ActiveOps, we've got loads of, you know, new things, you know, that, that are uh, being released as we speak and are coming down on, on the roadmap. The interaction between all these different things is really quite interesting. So we, we've probably spoken before about smart uh, planning. So how do you use smart planning with the service indicators? Well, actually, we're releasing both of those to the market at the same time. So yeah. uh, the plan becomes a very, very powerful thing as it is now. But in terms of a, um, a feature in a product, you have a plan that thinks about the different sort of algorithms that could create the the forecast of how much work I'm yeah. going to receive come through the door. Um, and then we're taking into account the, the service levels and thinking about not over-servicing. Uh, we're, we're rolling all those plans at individual team levels together up at loading boards to help make decisions. We're um, using uh, alerts and notifications uh, coming down uh, through different channels to get to where you are and where you're working. Yeah. All that stuff becomes very, very powerful. Uh, but also, you, you start naturally to think about 
uh, correlation between uh, different data types, between service performance and, and productivity. Yep. You know, how can we surface um, deeper insights for um, for businesses, for, for the, the, the senior leadership uh, team, for the um, uh, process improvement guys that go, you know what? We went to focus over there. Yeah. This is the impact we're going to have on productivity. This is the impact we're going to have on, on service. Yep. It all starts to come together as one really, really powerful operations tool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And and so, it, it, do you want to describe the service indicators or? or is, uh, yeah, I mean, I can I, I can describe a couple of things actually because um, the first thing we're releasing is is, is for planning. Uh, so you create a plan and, and the plan will take into account what service levels you need to achieve and help you get um, a view of what you need to do in terms of resources to get there. Um, where we go next is to then uh, think about all the other aspects and, and, and uh, functionality within Control IQ. So we create plans. Uh, we also monitor how you're doing in real time uh, for delivery. Uh, we compare the, the plan versus actual, et cetera. So they, these are all um, functional functional areas that we will now go into and yeah. expand on, and the, the designs we're we're working through at the moment. So it gets even more exciting uh, when we get to to those uh, those areas because we can um, you know see the the effects of those plans in in, in actions. Now, now the, the the actual impact of what that means to our clients uh, in terms of improved service performance. Um, and potentially, uh, one of the areas that we're thinking might might be a benefit is how much capacity have they got locked up mm. in the business through over-servicing. So we talk about latent capacity, as you yeah. know. Yeah. This is another area of sort of latency. I don't need to be yeah. using all these resources in all this team, uh, in this team here, because I'm hitting what I need to do already, and I could redeploy some resources out elsewhere to help out another team. Yeah. So that, that's, that's quite an exciting little journey we're going to go on over the next sort of um, six months 12 months yep. as it all starts to uh, to build out oh that's great and, and, and the innovation is just coming so fast it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really exciting fast, yeah. yeah so uh, all right I'll, I'll, I'll ask that for a very hard question okay i'm a coo of a bank or an insurance company you pick why do i care um well we all care about service and, and one of the things i used to find um when i was in um, in outsourcing uh, so I'd be creating capacity plans. I, re I, I know instinctively I've got to use my resources uh, to best effect. Yeah. But how do I uh, make that connection between managing uh, very uh, efficiently uh, and um, you know, you, achieving productivity targets, utilization targets? How do I now, now convert that into an achievement of yeah. service performance? Yeah, right. yeah. Um, And that's a really important thing, I think, because the thing I've probably going to get uh, beaten up for is missing service levels yeah not necessarily low productivity because that's not as visible yeah. that, that's yeah. a, a consequence of missing service uh, or, or low productivity would, would lead to lead to right yeah missing service um, but where where would we go naturally from what we're doing already is, is to start to think about not just um, the, the service performance we, we we meet at a task level yeah how do I start stitching that together and think about what we call outcomes? Which is more like a, a process view, yeah. and that that gets into that that point you were making about, you know, how do I sort of look at the data that that we've got um, for operations, and you know, be really really clear about what that means in terms of achieving outcomes yeah. as, as a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the word that comes to my mind, I don't know if it's the right word or not, is certainty. Mm -hmm. So what you're telling to a COO is you have certainty in how you're going to go execute, right? Uh, or if you're a diver, yeah, plan your dive, dive your plan, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So so service indicators are coming out in July. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Uh, customers should talk to their relationship manager about Absolutely. where their level is. Yes. And- yeah. Um, and we, we're, we're talking to a few of our customers um, right now. Um, we are uh, really, I say, really excited about getting out there. I want to get some uh, real life yeah. uh, customer experience on it uh, from the the conversations that we've already had uh, and what we've shown that we've already started building some of that back in the product. So yeah. Yeah. I need to be a little bit careful just to slow down a little bit because every time we look at it, there, there's a there's an improvement, it's a slightly different way we could do it, and all that stuff's going to going to come. Yep. Uh, but but we're really keen to get it out there, get that use, get that feedback. Um, take our customers with us on the journey as we design the next pieces of, of the uh, the functionality, um, and we're learning every time we, we do that. Yeah. Um, yes, every, everyone's got a slightly different take on it, but we, we're getting such great feedback at the moment of, yeah. of what yeah. we're showing them. Yeah, uh, it's really encouraging. It's just yeah. giving us that confidence. And the test bed is amazing. It's thousands and thousands of back office workers oh, yeah. around the yeah. globe. Yeah. You know, with with data that that just feeds into our engine. So fantastic. So thank you very much for being here, Elliot. Great to see you again in Texas yeah. and, and, and even Nashville. Ever. Yeah, so, and definitely Nashville. <laughs> and and enjoy. I always enjoy hosting you, and you're welcome anytime. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks, Mike.